Well, hello and praise the Lord. Thank you for joining me for this podcast episode. My name is Evangelist Frank King and I am your host. I want to thank you for joining me for this episode. And what I want to talk about today is the house of God, specifically God's plan for the house of God. First of all, I want you to know that the building we refer to as the house of God was God's idea. Secondly, it's ironic that we refer to a building as the house of God. We know that no building can contain God, not even heaven can contain him. Jesus said the earth is God's footstool and heaven is his throne. All of us live in him and move and have our being in him. But still, the tabernacle or the sanctuary that the people of God built for him was an important connection point to their relationship with him. Their lives in the wilderness were centered around what took place in the tabernacle. For instance, when the people sinned in the wilderness, the atonement for their sins was made inside the tabernacle, etc. Now, of course, today we are the house of God. He lives in us, but this physical place we call the house of God is still a vital connection point for us. It is the place where we are edified, discipled, and equipped for kingdom work. To discuss God's plan for the house of God, I turn your attention to Exodus chapter 25. That's where God shares his vision for the house of God with Moses. Up to that point, There was no structure to worship because there was no house of God. Yes, God had given the Ten Commandments and some other laws, but there was no structure to worship. But in this chapter, God lays the foundation for a structure in worship. First, let's talk about financing for the house of God. Here's what God said to Moses about that in Exodus chapter 25 and verse 2. Tell the sons of Israel to raise a contribution for me from every man whose heart moves him you shall raise my contribution. So the biblical way to finance and take care of the house of God is through God's people willingly giving to the cause. God said From every man whose heart moves him, you shall raise my contribution. For those of you who want to get super spiritual and say, God's got plenty money. He can bless us with a building. Well, that's what I just said. You see, even when we give, God is the source. He primarily blesses the church with finances through his people. 
Of course, it's always more costly and less efficient to go through a middleman or middlewoman. That would be you and me. God sends money to the church through us, but we tend to take ours off the top first. And for some of us, our overhead burden is extremely high, if you know what I mean. Now let's talk about the purpose for the house of God. This is what God said to Moses in verse 8. Let them construct a sanctuary for me that I may dwell among them. The word dwell here is from a Hebrew word meaning to reside or to permanently stay. This suggests that the manifest presence of God remained in the tabernacle. Of course, this tabernacle was portable, but wherever and whenever it was set up, the presence of God was there. You see, when people come into the house of God, they should be able to sense the presence of God and say, God is in this place. It's important to remember that this whole thing was God's idea, not Moses's or anybody else's. I'm saying that God wanted to be in the midst of his people. We don't have to beg God or try to gain him to show up. God wants to be in the midst of his people. There are lots of benefits to belonging to a good local church fellowship, discipleship, worship, etc. But first and foremost, it is so that we can experience the awesome presence of God. He said, Moses, let them build me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Finally, let's talk about the pattern for the house of God. He gives that to Moses in verse 9. According to all that I'm going to show you, as the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furniture, just so shall you construct it. So God gave Moses a detailed pattern for the house of God. He says, build it according to this pattern that I'm giving you. You see, it is the purpose of a building that drives the plan or the pattern. In other words, you don't lay out a residential building the way you lay out a grocery store. You don't lay out a Catholic church the way you lay out a Protestant church. And so when a church builds a new building, you can tell a lot about a church's concept of ministry by how the building is laid out. For instance, if a local church does not value children's ministry, it will not put many dollars into providing for children's ministry. God showed Moses the pattern based on God's idea of how he intended for worship to occur in the house of God. Now, based on the physical size of the tabernacle, it was not intended for the entire congregation to enter. 
the congregation was several million strong. But the house of God was for the priests and the high priest to enter. They offered the people's offerings to the Lord. And sometimes the glory of God was so strong, so heavy, the priests couldn't carry out their priestly duties. Today, under the New Testament, we believe in the priesthood of all believers. That is based on 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, which says that we are like lively stones built up to be a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. It means that each of us is a priest offering up spiritual sacrifices to God. And when we offer the sacrifices of praise and worship, it ushers in the glory of the Lord. Now remember, this whole thing about the house of God was God's idea. Think about this. When you and I gather in the house of God, we can have fellowship with God. You know what fellowship is? Fellowship denotes active participation between those who hold something in common. For instance, if I'm in a room among others and somebody starts a conversation that I am not knowledgeable about, I can't fellowship with them about that. Or if someone starts a conversation about something that I am knowledgeable about, but I choose not to participate, we still don't have fellowship. Fellowship occurs when we both are sharing about a common interest. You see, when we come in the house of God talking about and doing everything except what interests God, he's just in the room. Oh, but when we come together to take care of kingdom business, we can count God in. He will participate with what we are doing and awesome things will happen when we come together in the house of God. That is God's plan for his house. For us to come and have fellowship with him, that awesome things may happen in the house of God. I love entering the house of God and experiencing his presence and knowing that he is taking part in what we are doing. I hope you feel that way about the place you attend for worship. If not, I recommend that you be prayerful to God to lead you to such a place. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, this brings us to the end of another podcast episode as we have talked about God's plan for the house of God. I hope that you were blessed by our time together. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.